Creative Connectors, a podcast for curious minds. My name's Vicky Keeler, and I'll be chatting to the makers and creators who aim to connect and inspire through the platform of festivals. We'll be delving into how they show up in the world, why they do what they do, their journey, inspiration, and everything in between. So sit back and enjoy the chat, because who knows where these conversations are going to go. And if this is your kind of podcast, please subscribe, follow, share with friends and get involved and give some feedback. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to DJ and producer Fisheye, who's also one of the founders of Intermind Records, all the way from Chile. So thank you for coming on and having a chat. Oh, thank you so much for the call. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, it's one of my first uh, times uh, making a podcast, so I'm pretty excited about it too. Great, great. Love it, love it. So I think a great place to start would be maybe you telling us a little bit about the music that you DJ and produce and where your journey with music started. So uh, I make uh, side runs. And uh, going deeper into Psytrance, we uh, are like a subgender name, Dark Progressive. This style, we went deeper into it and we make like kind of a new style or somehow like our own uh, expression of this, this Dark Progressive and we call it Forest Progressive. It's... Uh, Site runs in between 138 BPMs to 144. It's uh, pretty much intense. Uh, we say like uh, no happy melodies, but actually it's like uh, very uplifting. It's very energetic. It's uh, very good for the dance floor. Um, yeah, it's been a very good journey with it. Why the name like forest? Uh, forest. This uh, uh, name came from actually from a style called uh, forest uh, side runs that start in Scandinavia. Oh. Uh, there is a uh, few labels. One of them that uh, came to my mind now is uh, Sanaton Records, and they were making like uh, music. Uh, f- they call it forest music, or was like music for playing the forest, not in the clubs. Mm, so okay, got you. this yeah, so this was like uh not this uh, at the same time the same uh, sentence I said before, like not the happy melodies, not these uh sounds that like uh were more looking for more a deep uh, trip in the dance. Nice, I like it. So, yeah, where did your where did your journey with music begin? How long have you been DJing? Were you always a DJ from the outset, and that was what brought you your connection to festivals? So, like, uh, like uh, short, short or long story. <laughs> oh, you get to choose. Choose your own journey here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like a uh, long story. Like uh, with uh, thirteen years old, I was like pretty much into music, metal, uh, agro-metal, was like all this edge with the uh, death tones, Rage Against the Machine, Korn, all these bands, all the hardcore punk too. And I was pretty excited with the music and it was like not, nothing happened in my city, so I started to make uh, like uh, concerts with the school bands. So I rent an... Uh, and uh, old cinema and uh, after I rent this old cinema I start to like uh, charge to the other bands from other schools to participate mm-hmm. in this uh, concert you need to pay and then like we start to make like a collective of events uh, and after this, like, uh, I was part of, like, a very good uh, movement here of uh, bands. So I started to win a lot of uh, knowledge with production. Then uh, in uh, 2005, 
my brother, uh, uh, my older brother, work uh, was working on uh, the production of Love Parade the first time they were making it on Chile, and uh, he invited me to be part of the production. So this was like my first big uh, impact with uh, electronic music. So from living in La Serena, I traveled to Santiago to stay with him and uh, work like, I think it was month, month and a half, if I, I remember well. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty good experience to meet uh, all this uh, music, all this uh, crowd. Uh, was pretty much uh, life-changing to see all these different uh, community around electronic music, like uh, and all the concept that was also like uh, around this, you know, like this uh, dance uh, as nobody is looking to you and all this freedom that uh, when you are a teenager you are looking to, you know. And mm. um, yeah, it was very nice place to be. Like in this uh, dancing and electronic uh, parades. So what I was doing was like uh, living in uh, countryside, and then like when there was an event, like I said, like oh, there's a side trans party or something. I was traveling to Santiago, going to these parties, and slowly, slowly, I start. I uh, always was a music collector. And uh, when I moved to Santiago to study, I was studying cinema. I study cinema. Uh, I uh, decided to start to make parties. And when I started to make these parties, was like the equipment there. And I started to play with the equipment. Then one friend one day gave me all the equipment that he had, like, one uh, broken headphone, <laughs> just one works. <laughs> and One's better this, than none. Uh, yeah, I have nothing. And like, you, like, you know, when you are like uh, from the countryside, living in the city, you know, like you have like, like my, my parents were making like a very big effort to bring me to the city and everything. So I have like no money to be like buying uh, gear or stuff. So I get like these pretty old headphones, one working, then the CDJs was like, uh, like people won't believe that we were mixing with that, you know, like uh, it was like a whole thing, like BHS looking, you know, Yeah. you press the button and the CD was going out you know? and you put the <laughs> CD and then you press and then they go in, you know, and then you have two Old buttons, school. yeah, minus and plus and you mix with that, you know, so like, yeah, pretty challenging Pretty nice uh, start to with connection with it, but uh, never was like my thinking like oh I want to make a DJ career or I want to make this to play. It was like you know like being being young, having time, having energy and all this creativity that I want to spread uh, somehow. You know like a way to express. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, nice. And so with Love Parade, you were kind of helping your brother in terms of the production on that. So was that the first, essentially your first experience of festivals was working on a festival? Yes. And actually it was the first festival was uh, Earth Dance, working with Love Parade because like... Uh, Love Parade was like my first parade, you know, like not really a festival because mm -hmm. this was like uh, on the street one night, one day, and then in one, the night was like one big party. And my first festival was Earth Dance, that as we were being part of this production of Love Parade, we were like putting like a little shop on uh, this festival Earth Dance. And uh, I went for the first time, like, actually, this was like uh, the life changing festival because, again, you know, I like my first connection was this uh, love parade. Then I went to my back to my city and then I was going to do some parties. 
And then like I come I come back to this uh, big uh, festival. Like I think the biggest one was like five thousand people, maybe eight stages, pretty well produced. So I went here. It was like wow, what is this? Where where was this all the time? You know, this was like I don't know, like uh, new world, whole new world for me. You know, and then. Uh, Slowly, slowly, I got uh, into Cytrons, like uh, not even knowing any artist, any style. I was just like writing on internet Cytrons and downloading music. And as a music collector, you start to choose and start to know more of the styles. So slowly, slowly, I start to jump into make like these uh, compilations or... CDs for here in the car mostly, and then, mm-hmm. as I told you before, I start to like mix and uh, do it like because I was doing the parties, and then some friends start to call me to play, uh, and then uh, like uh, yeah, what's this? Like slowly, slowly, I start to to play. Like uh, one friend gave me the opportunity, Juanca that uh, he passed away. He, this was like the first guy who gave me the opportunity in, in Chile to, to play. And then I got one booking uh, in uh, Peru as a DJ, all, everything as a DJ. Then after Peru, I got a booking in Brazil. And this was like the big, big li- life uh, changer in the DJ life. Mm-hmm. You were because, like, oh, maybe this can take me places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was being a DJ just in this moment. Not just just a DJ, I mean, like, uh, because I, I wasn't producing my music that, like, uh, make, make, make a really big difference when you produce your own music and mm-hmm. you have, like, uh, people, uh, people start to play your music, you know? <laughs> so. so Brazil was that pivotal moment. Yeah, yeah. Brazil was like uh, my, like, uh, give me this uh, unlock of knowledge, you know, when you feel like, wow, you can really do this in life too, you know. There is a whole, whole world here. And so was that a turning point in you wanting to actually start to produce music? I was, um, I, I was studying already. Uh, cinema, so I was ha- I was having all these courses about Pro Tools and all this stuff, and like just joking with my friends and also during school I download Fruity Loops and stuff like that. There was like same always was something there around, but I never understand it. I never took it serious. I was like always like learning something about production, like downloaded softwares and then like I think was 2010 or 9 10 that I got my first Mac Mini and then I start to like I download Logic Mm -hmm. this uh, software and and (laughs) I have it like for a year that like I I was like trying to do clicks and something and, and didn't find a way to write nothing on it and then one friend told me, like, no, if you press escape, the toolbar uh, appears. It's like, oh, life changing. So this was the first steps, uh, like, trying to make something, but, like, at the same uh, time, never with the wish to release or to make a live act or... Not even thinking that one day I will <laughs> get paid for play my music too, you know. And was there like during this time and you know, you playing around and discovering all these things, did you have anybody who was mentoring you or supporting that journey of yours? Or was it very kind of self-taught and just kind of connecting with friends and people within the scene as you met them, like at parties and stuff? Uh like, uh, somehow there were, like, uh, there is always people that help you, you know, like, there is not uh, always a bad story around, 
but something that I really complain and like uh, it's something that uh, with my Chilean friends I always uh, like an old man, you know, like <laughs> like when you say like oh if we did this before, you know, things gonna be so different now. Uh, and is that uh, we uh, when I was starting to this uh, to produce and everything or to mix, the technology was like so limited mm-hmm. in that moment or expensive to have that like people were like very sh- very not shy like jealous about it you know so like if you have a samples pack if you have a BST or or you know how to make something. People were not saying to the other friends because they was wishing like to be the best or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. So it's like somehow this didn't help to increase everyone's knowledge. So everyone was like in their own solo career, learning how they they can, you know. And uh, yeah, it was super difficult because there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't. Uh, people wishing to share knowledge. Uh, there were few. Uh, the first guy was uh, one producer named Slot, Tommy Slot. He was the first guy who gave me like uh, samples or something and gave me some knowledge. Then uh, in Brazil, one artist that was one of my favorite artists, uh, Minimal Criminal. I stay in his house. He give me a lot, of, a lot of knowledge. He, he give me his computer and like, uh, oh, do what you want. You have everything here. Here's everything. So it was like, you know, it's like wow. <laughs> All this time, I'm in Chile, with my friends. You know, the guys that know me, and they know some stuff and they don't want to share it. And I went to the house that a guy that I is like my f- favorite artist. And he gave me his computer and like uh, he's cooking during I making sounds on uh, on the on his studio, you know. So it was like, I something need to change. So yeah. And so with all of that, when when did this point come where you were like, okay, I can I can do this as a career. I can go all in. Because uh, I'm assuming up until this point, you were obviously studying, probably working as well as then playing at parties, which is quite a lot to juggle when you're young. So, like, uh, I was working filming uh, advertising. I was working as a AD and uh, the AD is the assistant of the director. Mm-hmm. It's like a very tense job like uh, a lot of responsibility like um uh you you lose a lot for being a, a assistant of the director you know because uh when you are the assistant of the director you know like uh, you are like 100% of the project and anytime can, they can call you like uh, when you are filming is like one week it's pretty much intense you know so you you live for the project and then I was doing this for 11 years and then I decided like, I, I was looking around and I say like wow I don't I look around and I don't want to be like anyone here I don't admire no one here why I'm what I'm doing here and at the same time I was like working all the time saving money to travel and when I was traveling, I was like, oh, hey, I have uh, this. If you want, you can book me or you can book me. And then, like, uh, I was, uh, I got a call from, was uh, super big for me because I got a call from Spain, uh, France, and Slovakia to play in three festivals. This was 2017. And when I got this, like they called me to to make this tour, say oh, perfect, I can make it, like three gigs. Then uh, they told me, yeah, but you need to organize your flights. So it's like okay, like I want to promote myself. I'm gonna organize my flight. I organize my flight. I was like one week before arrive, and then like, boom, the festival in Spain got cancelled. Oh no. <laughs> 
then like next week the festival in France got cancelled and the festival in Slovakia also was the only one that uh, was uh, happening so I said like what are they gonna do like uh, this is my first time going to Europe okay gonna make it so I made it and was the best decision because uh, from from there I start to meet more pe- more people mm-hmm. they start to connect and like they were helping me for next bookings and next tours and I start to build this uh, uh, net of connections you know that you need to be touring all the time as an artist because like that's the only thing that like Pays the bills. I think you can uh, <laughs> say that you live with, you know, like you yeah. live with, you know, like, uh, oh, I live, I live uh, by the music. Okay. But like, are you paying your bills? Are you, <laughs> uh, are you saving some money or like uh, you are just uh, traveling and, uh, and playing that it's also valid is uh, I don't, I don't have a problem if somebody have another job and uh, they are doing this, but like. I think there is a lot of value when, like, uh, you leave everything uh, and you jump just into give all your energy to something that you believe on it. Yeah, definitely. Like, makes you feel good. Well, where intention goes, energy flows. So if you say, I'm all in and this is what I'm doing, then all of your actions are going to lead towards that and everything is going to help to orchestrate that to then happen, right? It's, it's believing in yourself and trusting in what you're doing is the thing that you want to be doing and that you'll make it work no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I think there is no worse feeling that feeling that you are wasting your energy and your time, you know? Mm. Um, and luckily, I start to work very young, so I was able to see uh, this with more like, a, I don't know, with more hoping to change the world, you know, like somehow. Because like maybe if I work in uh, after university, you know, and I start to work there and then I make this 10 years working on advertising and I say like, wow, I don't want this. will be different because like I cannot... Uh, be brave enough to jump in different stories, you know. And uh, I was always <laughs> uh, like fighting with the idea that everybody was saying to me, like, no, like it's impossible to live being a producer or a DJ, you know. It's nobody can make it. It's impossible. And I give uh, five years to see if it works, and it works for me. It wasn't easy. It's not been easy. It's another company more. And uh, you have ups, you have uh, downs. You have more downs than ups sometimes. But I think that's that's how it is. Uh, that's life. Uh, <laughs> life, yeah. It's a, sh- it's a short uh, life being an artist somehow, you know, because... Uh, it's not that uh, all the time you will have the energy to be taping, taking airplanes. Yeah, it can be taxing on the mind and body. Yeah, sleeping out of your house, you know, like imagine like like I did uh, very long tours and you you don't spend non time in your house. You're paying rent mm. just for have the mindset that you have a home you know (laughs) yeah well I think sometimes it can be like perceived as very glamorous right for people to be like oh you're an international DJ and you're flying here and you get to see the world and you get to do what you love and that is all amazing but like with anything there's challenges that come with that yeah not not being able to call call anywhere home not being close to family or partners or friends and of course you meet people on the road but there is a, a sense of displacement when you're kind of on the move the whole time. Yeah, I think that's one, that's one of the most difficult things, like the social life. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most, most difficult uh, to deal with because uh, you have all your friends on the road and then like when you stop, like now for me, I stop 
I'm doing very well. <laughs> but at the same time, I, all my contacts, uh, all my friendships are online. So it's like, uh, it's not that I have uh, many friends here where I'm, where I'm staying in my natal city because I left here 15 years ago. Mm. Uh, so it's not like you have these uh, friends that you're going to go and drink a beer or go for see the beach or do something around, you know, like you you start to lose all this uh, daily life, you know, like mm. because you are not there, you know, you are part, you are everywhere, but at the same time you are nowhere, you know, because like, okay, I, I'm here this week playing in France, but yeah, but like the next weekend I need to play in Germany and the next week I'm playing in Slovenia and then like I need to travel to Croatia and then like I need to come back to Mexico and then like, so yeah, you spend like very short and intense periods with people and uh, then you need to leave that and uh, receive in the, the next one. And Yeah, it must be quite hard in terms of, like you say, just having a lot of online connections and yeah making like great friendships and then having to leave people really quickly when you've got to you know jet off somewhere else to play yeah 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 it's it's very hard but at the same time at the same time that yeah like the most most enriching thing is uh to have all this experience with all these people you know like i think my music like the music I make now can be what it is if I didn't meet all these people. Mm. I cannot be, I, I won't be the same if I don't meet all these people. You know, I think like, every, every, because like what you take, I think um, this is like something very beautiful, like that we don't really uh, put much attention on it. Like uh, that uh, when you are in a short peri- period in somewhere, or with someone, you take the best part of it. Yeah, very you true. You don't take the the tedious part, you know. You take like you see the best of it. So it's like somehow, I I see the best of uh, uh, many different people in the world. So I try to put that in myself too to be a better human every day. You know. Well, positivity so, breeds positivity. So if you're only seeing the positive, then hopefully only the positive is going to be manifesting around you more. Totally. What have been some of the highlights? Obviously, traveling around the world and meeting all these people and getting to do what you love. But yeah, are there any pivotal moments that you're like, oh, my God, this is a game changer or I'm never going to forget this or this is, yeah, maybe just a big point that really changed the path of your career? I think uh, one big thing like uh, that connect uh, everybody on this uh, crazy world of festivals is like we we somehow believe that uh, we can change people and change the world thinking we leave this utopia of the dance floor where everybody share, where everybody look to each other, to the face without thinking, what's your job? Uh, why are you there? What are you doing or what do you want to do? So I think this freedom that we share all that, uh, that we really believe that we, we don't believe, it's not that something that we, we leave it on the weekends. We mm. leave it uh, daily. You know, and I, I know that it's not just me, you know, and yeah, like uh, it's beautiful to be part of uh, this, like uh, somehow we, we can still call it uh, contra culture because it's like uh, I really respect everyone who is really involved or involved on Cytrans because like you really will can see that uh, it's this is not the scene that you will see people going for money you know okay for sure there is a successful business around and uh, maybe some DJs win uh, a lot of uh, dollars or euros but uh, the people who is 
on side runs. It's not here for fame. It's not really here for uh, pretend, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are there because they love it, because they want to express something, because they want to share something with people, you know? So I think, like, I'm really grateful to be around all this uh, positivity and all these cool people that uh, helps to create this environment when I feel feed with energy to continue making more things because uh, we were talking before we start the interview, but like for me, creativity is everything. Um, mm. At the end, like... Uh, I know I, I go I go to festivals and I got inspired. It's yeah. not just I got inspired by the music. I got inspired by many things. Many things make you a click. They're canvases of imagination. That's like yeah. for me. That's why I created this podcast. I was like, I go to these festivals. They've changed me the way I think, the way I see the world, and they've inspired me to go. You can actually go and create whatever you want. Just share it with the world. And I think whether it's the music, whether it's the art, whether it's the people, you know, all the different people who are involved in festivals, they're all doing it because they want this opportunity for people to see you can express and be creative. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, and like... All around, like, uh, we feel so judged for everything, mm. you know? Okay, still we can say that some things we can get judged into these environments too, but, like, at the same time, it's, it's much more open, you know? Like, uh, I, I feel warm there. <laughs> mm. One friend says, uh, the dance floor is the most safe place in the world. Mm festivals have this knack for allowing people to just be more open to connect I think you know the amount of people who you meet at a festival and you meet these new friends and um you know embrace embrace hugs with strangers and things like that it's like it just takes this level of the normal world away and people are more free to express and connect and yeah they just open themselves up more yeah and as a traveler it's amazing how this is reflected because uh you start to be in one festival and uh, you see some friends and then you meet some new ones and you go to the next one and you work with these ones and like you share with other people so it's like it's full of connections all the time, you know. Like, mm. you can go by yourself. It's impossible that you will live alone, you know. Like, everybody's friendly. Everybody wants to share, you know. People is curious. And traveling around, like, uh, being the, the DJ or the producer that they are bringing to play on their parties, people is much more curious about it, too, you know. Because, like, you are, like, uh, oh... The, the stranger, right? Like, oh, this guy's from Chile. You know, like, the first time I see a Chilean. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm curious, actually. So with you going to so many festivals around the world, predominantly, like, more Psytrance festivals or festivals that have a platform for Psytrance, have you noticed any nuances between different countries and their audiences and how they, yeah, party, how they consume Psytrance, how they respond to Psytrance. I'm always curious about, yeah, people's perspectives on how they see the different audiences. Yeah, 100% every crowd is different. Every crowd is different. And I was analyzing this because I, I play in Europe, I play in... Uh, America, the continent, uh, but uh, every crowd react different. And something that I was thinking in uh, Australia because I was living there ten months, I think that's pretty similar the crowd there, like to the crowd from the states. Like you know, like there is a lot of influences from. Uh, 
uh, UK, on uh, Australia, right? A lot of uh, hip hop, yeah. rap influences. So this make the people like a lot all this bass music. Mm -hmm. And uh, bass music is huge in uh, in Australia. It's huge in uh, the States, but not in Brazil. You know, okay, Brazil have also hip hop. South America have also hip hop, but not like these roots that they were in the UK, they, that they were in the States, you know? So then like Brazil and South America have this all this percussion thing, like uh, pretty much big influences of uh, Africa, right? So you, you put drums there, drums, it's the thing, you know? Not just like they, you just need to put them drums, you know, but they are very good. We, we South Americans, we answer very good to drums. I think everybody, you know, like, <laughs> but I think Brazil, they react more for this uh, rhythmic things, you know. So, I don't know, some crowds in one city you can play in Brazil and one city they are more, they like more... Uh, groovy and you know to the other city and they like more dark and it's, it's like you you never know so that's one of the cool things when you go and you play for a different crowd that you never played before all the time i go to a dif different country that's like the big challenge you know like well yeah, yeah i guess oh, you've got you to read the crowd and try and work out the style 100 percent. yeah you you uh, the good thing this is like at least uh okay first of all you know like the producer is the producer of the party the guy who is or the girl who is uh, uh bringing you to play in this party knows you your music and they, he wants to bring it to these people so somehow he thinks that the people are gonna like it <laughs> <laughs> but then you need to adjust to the party too you it's not like you will just like pff, drop your stuff and like uh, oh no it's gonna be like this no like you need to see the crowd, see how they dance, how they are reacting, and then, like, you make your set, you know? Mm. Is there any other, I guess, advice, tips, things that you would share with people who might be aspiring to go on a similar journey to you to help share some of the knowledge that you have acquired from your journey? I think you just said in the last uh, words is like share the more as you can with your friends. Like uh, if you are alone in the journey, there is everything on internet too, but it's very good to have a friend uh, who can help you or someone that you can get inspired and the next day you're going to be like, look, I learned how to make this new sound or uh, did you hear this sound? So it's like, uh, the first thing uh, I think is like have this uh, share the most as you can with your friends with everybody <clears throat> experiment as most as you can like uh, feel free because like uh, there is many synthesizers many VSTs now a lot of information and we don't want to hear the copy of the copy. So it's like, feel free to make whatever you feel. And mm. like, uh, then you're going to make something cool that you will feel happy with it. And uh, when nobody tells you that you can't, uh, think if you really want to make it and do it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's... If it, if it's not, it's not that you really want to do. There's many things that you can do. Um, uh, if you want to make music, do it uh, because you love it. Don't expect to be uh, recognized or to get money back about it. Um, don't see this as... Uh, uh, glamorous life you know it's a lot of sacrifice a lot of knockbacks right I'm sure as well like you don't yeah. necessarily get every gig that you want to get so you probably got to yeah. build up a bit of like a tough skin too 
Yeah, and also, as I was saying before, it's a very lonely life. Like, you need to be traveling and not sharing that much with uh, your friends all the time. So, yeah, like, uh, be ready to give a lot. And, yeah, you win a lot, too. (laughs) That's the payback. So with your music, let's delve into your production and things like that. What's your creative process? Where do you take inspiration from? As I was mentioning before, uh, I uh, bring the inspiration from the festivals and from the people I'm knowing, the music I hear, uh, all the experiences came in the music. You cannot, like, okay, maybe you can make something by formula, but I don't think that you can create music uh, without uh, feelings. Mm. So it came from feelings. Like, I'm feeling something and I need to express it, or maybe that is something deeply on me and I don't know what it is and I need to express it. And... Or maybe I'm very good and having a very good time and I need to express it too. And A form of therapy. <laughs> yeah, like uh, when, uh, when I make music, I get so deep into it that everything disappears, you know. Mm. That beautiful flow state. Yeah, no day, no time, no phone, nothing. Don't talk to me, please. I'm here on this, doing this, you know, like disactivating the bomb. You know, nothing, nothing more is more important than just cut or move the right cable, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever experience like creative blocks? Everybody who produce have this, I think, produce anything, any art. Is We can be very creative. We can be for the people too, like we can do a lot of stuff. But we are trying to look for some satisfaction back when we are doing something. It's not like uh, we do. I do a kick and bass and some hi hats and ready. No, like we need something. So I think uh, the same from somebody who is painting. You know, like they mm-hmm. are w- looking for some emotions or someone who take pictures. You know, I think that's the the problem with the with me also with a lot of artists that uh, it's never good enough <laughs> yeah you know? yeah you, just, you show it to someone and it's like wow man this is the bomb this is the <laughs> best track i hear it's like yeah but you know like you know in like the snare it's not that good maybe the kick i'm gonna change it and like if i put the hats down but, uh, you know, like, they are our babies, you know. We put so much time on them and we want them to look good and to hear them good. And uh, you are always, like, hearing so much stuff around good artists. And it's like, oh, I want to sound like this guy or <laughs> or this guy sounds so good. And then that guy and this guy came to you and say, hey, man, oh, your music sounds so good. But it's like, wow. But I think your song's better. And you're like, no, I think your song's better. Like, <laughs> well, we're, wow. we are always our own biggest critic, right? Yeah. The grass, the grass of the neighbor is always, always greener. greener right? Yeah. <laughs> and so do you have any tips for people on how you maybe move through creative blocks or, yeah, just things that have supported you in your own creative process? So I think... The first thing is like, uh, uh, don't wait to, I'm, I'm sounding like I really know how, what I'm saying, but like, it's just my things, <laughs> my thinking, right? Like, uh, what I think, like the first thing that the, if you are having a creative uh, block is to keep going, don't uh, wait that to the moment of the creativity arrives to you. Like, stay there, stay in your studio, in your draw book, 
in your notebook or whatever whatever you are doing like keep doing it or keep doing something around um, around it it's also good some sometimes to stop and give it a break but it's all, also like what i say like uh, i think creativity it's it's like a dream like when you awake you remember a little bit of the dream and you remember it in that that uh, period of minutes that you just awake mm. but you will not be at lunch like oh, okay I, i'm gonna write down now the dream that i had this morning now like if you didn't did in that moment you lose it so what you need really to do is to be there in the gym you know like be mm -hmm. training yourself flexing those muscles yeah like when the creativity comes you are already there it's not that you need to drive to your house or to your studio to do what you are feeling you know so like uh, being con constant is the second thing i will say that like you really need to do and uh, Something that I really do with the, when, I don't know, like, sometimes you are working in a track for a long period. What I really like to do is, like, leave it. And we say with a friend, we call this the, the cure process. Mm -hmm. Because we leave it there, like, uh, you know, in the darkness, <laughs> with salt drying it, you know. And then it's like, oh, now it's cure enough. And you take it, like, I don't know, maybe a month or two months after. And you look at it with other eyes. Yeah, like a fresh It's perspective like after are, some time. Yeah, yeah, because you are so tired hearing all these sounds all the day. Or, like, it's very good to refresh. And uh, I really like to get inspired about other music. So I try to look... More than here, one uh, artist that I like from the style that I make, like one Cytrans artist, I try to hear other kind of music and bring this vibe to the music that we make. So, yeah, life experiences, everything, you can put it there. So I think if you are having a creative uh, block is because you need to refresh your experiences. You don't have nothing mm. to say, you know? So true. Great advice. With Intermine Records, what's happening there and how did that journey all transpire? So Intermine Records has been very good. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a lot of work too. Uh, I wasn't expecting to be being a Laven owner, but we were uh, with the, the partner that I'm running the label now, we were running, managing another label and the owner did a very bad move for us. And then we, with all the artists, we decided to open Intermind Records. What we want to do with Intermind is um, have a place where artists can do their work uh, in a uh, production, like just focus on be making their music. And then we give this platform where they can uh, spread the music uh, online. So somehow we are like the promoters of their music. Nice. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's been a very good journey with uh, these uh, three years. It's a pretty new label. We have uh, people from Australia, uh, Portugal, Brazil, Chile, myself, uh, Russia. Hang on, if I'm doing the maths correctly, three years, did you birth this peak COVID years, peak pandemic? Yeah, we, we, that was like a very difficult thing because like uh, this happened that the, this other guy made this uh, bad move for us uh, that I will not go in details. And uh, then uh, we decided to open the label 
we have everything done to release our first uh, BA and then boom, COVID. So yeah, right. we start this like uh, in the middle of COVID and was like, uh, I don't know, all, all the time thinking like we are doing it right. We are doing the right thing. Like the people don't want to hear this. Like thinking like this, you know, like having like very negative uh, thoughts because people people's minds was in other place and we were all thinking like that uh, maybe we'll never we'll, we will be able to dance together again, you know. So mm. <laughs> there was like no horizon from where this is going. So somehow we were like. Uh, Okay, uh, this uh, need to happen. One friend from Brazil, Beto, that uh, he helped us uh, with the promotion. He was one of the guys who said like, no guys, like you need to now do it, continue with what you were planning to do, because when then uh, when everything open again, you know you will be ready. You know you need you mm. need to start. From zero. It's also an opportunity, yep. right? If DJing and like traveling around the world was taken away from you, still something that you could plug your energy into. Ah, uh, yeah, but like uh, wasn't like much of my idea in that moment because I need to eat too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and a record label, you know, it, you can guess it's not uh, much money that you will get from it. Actually, all the money that uh, came from the label uh stays in the label we reinvested um so it's not like i'm getting paid from this so, so i was needing to eat aside that make a coffee business and that's another story that we can make for another podcast a coffee podcast uh, <laughs> coffee podcast i don't drink coffee, coffee so pot. i've not i've not got much to ask about that <laughs> oh no no i'm sure it, i'm sure it's a great business i'm sure your coffee tastes I can, great <laughs> <laughs> i can change your mind yeah? <laughs> and so what does the future for intermine records hold what's the plan with that and and even for yourself like what are the future plans you mentioned earlier that you gave yourself those 5 years to you know, allow yourself to go all in on DJing and make it your career. I'm assuming those five years have passed. So what's what's the plan ahead? Have you made another five-year plan? So, yeah, just, just to uh, clarify these five years, it's not like I decide from one day and I just give five years from zero. There was, like, a lot of job before from that. But, yeah, like, now, like, uh, my focus... It's to continue doing the job I was doing, uh, that I'm doing. I want to release more music, but uh, traveling all the time is also one thing that is a bit difficult to do because I'm changing all the time the studio and you need to have like same quality for the tracks. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to have like something that is fit with the, the, with the other tracks. But I will work on that now that I'm in Chile for a few months. And uh, Intermind, like uh, we have, uh, we just dropped one release last week. We have uh, many releases uh, happening for this year. Like we have three on the way. And uh, yeah, we have uh, the, the guys uh, and girls from the label, they are playing uh, in many parties around. We have some parties on Brazil for New Year, Universo Paralelo, Cyclist Trans on Mexico. Uh, it's uh, some good parties also around uh, Australia that I don't remember the names now. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's good. It's good because like we're having a good exposition. And yeah, we want to continue uh, spreading the music that uh, we like. And we don't have any rush to be releasing and releasing. Because a lot of people were asking, it's like, oh, guys, the, uh, we, really, we really love the last release. When is the next one? It's like, when we will be ready. When it's ready, we release it. And it uh, takes time, you know? Yeah. You can send me the details of the Australian parties and we can make sure that it's all featured in show notes so that people can <laughs> link to these places and go and show sure. their support to those artists. There is one uh, Armada. Armada, I know, like, it's happening in December, I think, around the 21. Uh, one other is Anti-Gravity. 
nice. past weekend happened uh, Dragon Dreaming that I think was a very good party. Yeah, that just happened last few weeks ago. week. Yeah, Dragon Dreaming was yeah. just last week. I heard great things. And, uh, yeah, and I can suggest from Melbourne, but this is for March, Esoteric Festival, very good. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, my favorite one in uh, Brisbane, uh, uh, Earth Frequency. Very good festival, very good production. Yeah. We've had Paul, Paul Abad on, on the show, telling, yes. his, telling his tales and journeys with Earth Frequency, which is, is great. Yeah, there's lots, yeah. lots going on. I'll be in South Africa for December and January, so I'll be roaming around that part of the world. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Never been there. I need to, I need to go. Me neither. I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for a call. You can be my booking agent there. <laughs> I've got a new job. It's not a holiday anymore. I'm officially yes. your booking agent. <laughs> yeah. Officially, I just have a booking agency in Brazil and uh, Mexico. So you Expansion. Can, you can take care of that part <laughs> of the world. Yeah, why not? Just got myself a new job. <laughs> yeah. I hear yesterday in the coffee shop where I go to take my coffee, the one uh, old guy told me, you need to be there with the eyes open. Your next business can be sit next to you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> maybe like, oh, maybe hey, he wants what? to be your booking agent. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. Amazing. Is there is there anything else that you would like to share or talk about whilst you've got the mic? Um, what I can say, uh, drink water, <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> Very responsible. <laughs> yeah. Sleep, sleep early. Um, no, uh, no, it's very nice that, uh, to, uh, somehow, uh, be in the same vibration with other people that want to spread uh, the word about creativity and to give the opportunity to ourselves to be brave enough to create and to do mm. something and uh, don't don't be that uh, straight with yourself because what you are doing now is the best that you can do now and if you continue practicing, uh, you will do. You will be doing it better. So yeah, if you really feel it, if you really like it, keep going, because uh, I think the first one that uh, you need to be making any art or any expression is for yourself, True. and then for the others. So. Yeah, I'm happy to to understand this, but for myself. So, if uh, this can help anyone uh, to continue or to start or to get some energy, I will be happy. Yeah, great. Uh, to to give this word, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. It's all about. I like to say having the positive ripple effect, doing what you can, sharing what you can of yourself with the world because A, it's going to make you feel good and it's more often than not going to inspire somebody else and impact somebody else. And that's why, yeah, everyone does these festivals and shows up and it's a, it's a way of trying to, yeah, help people connect, help people express and the more we share, I think the further we can push the boundaries of creativity and also like our own human potential because you start to realize so much more about yourself, right? That's true. That's true. And we are so fast in life that we don't have the time to think about these things. We are just running, brushing our teeth, uh, taking a shower, taking breakfast, going to the job, coming back, sleeping. And then we are like in these loops. So it's good to have these places to expand, expand the mind. Mm, I think we've covered some diverse topics. It has been an absolute pleasure to connect and chat. I'm sad that we didn't get to meet when you were in Australia, but hopefully 
well, you'll be back sometime or we'll cross at some some point in person around the world, wherever you may be playing. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on and yeah, sharing part of your journey and yourself with listeners. I think it's great for people to have a honest and authentic perspective from those who create music because like I mentioned earlier, it can often be a bit glamorized and it does have its highs and its lows. And yeah, I'm sure your words and wisdom and journey will inspire others in some shape or form. So thank you for coming on and yeah, sharing part of yourself with myself and the listeners. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it was uh, very comfortable to talk. And yes, as I said before, I hope this uh, make a noise of for someone. If it's not, I really have fun. So there's already <laughs> a job done. <laughs> We're winning. We're winning already, aren't we? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Creative Connectors. Hopefully you enjoyed the chat. If so, please subscribe, share with friends, support the community and tune into the next one.